This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by rock sponsor Subsplash. Subsplash is a technology company that provides software solutions for churches and nonprofit organizations. Connect with Subsplash today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome and thanks for joining us for this episode of Rockcast. We are here, uh, John Edmiston, myself, Emily Foreman, and Nick Erdo, to give you an update on what things are looking like right now, um, along with the current and future versions of Rock, the events that we have coming up, and a little bit on our staff. Um, So I think the most relevant and up-to-date piece of information has to do with V8, which of course we've been talking about for a long time, and um, we had uh, released Alpha um, so, Nick, if you could give us an update on where things are with that and, and what we're looking at on our timeline right now, that'd be great. Sure. Yeah, so alpha testing had been going on for a few weeks, and we got great feedback from the community, and we decided to pivot from what, what we were looking at, and we made some changes to the code again just to make it better because one of our passions is not breaking things for our community of developers and the ecosystem. So we spent a lot of time trying to get that right. And unfortunately, because of that, we're going to have to do another round of alpha testing, which is good. So we're repackaging. We've made changes to the code. We're repackaging that alpha into a new release. And that's about to go out to the community. Probably by the time they're hearing this podcast, it will have just been released. And we'll do another round of alpha testing Hopefully we won't find anything. Um, Normally we don't. This is kind of rare that we would do a second round of alpha testing, but this is what its purpose is for. And assuming everything goes well with that, we'll move into beta, probably have a a decent sized beta as well. Uh, That expands the, the number of people that are using Rock. And again, because we're Lots and lots of changes, uh, fundamental low-level changes in Rock for the better. I mean, it's going to be great. And then we'll go to uh, to uh, production. But I don't have a crystal ball. I don't exactly know when that might be. Might be right after the conference. That could be before the conference. I mean, a lot of it gets out of our hands at this stage. It's, it really depends on how much, how fast the community can get in there to test. You know, our part is almost done in terms of like. What we can do now, yeah. we need to be waiting for the community to test, and then we're super responsive on fixing what we see. But at this point, balls in their court, yeah, in your court, yeah, that's true. So we rely on our beta testers next, and are looking forward to uh, getting them going on Rock. But that's still probably a week or so away um, from beta testing. I think this is such an interesting topic to talk about in the podcast because it's really a behind the scenes one that only a few people in our community that are part of the alpha testing team and that really have the right setup to do that alpha testing because it's a, you have to really have the correct setup in place, right, in yeah. order to be a part of that. Um, and so you can't just run that. I mean, you don't want to pop that onto your server if you don't have 
everything set up just for that. So yeah. it's a small group of people that have insight into what's happening during alpha. So it feels like people are like, I wonder what's going on. And, and it's such a delicate balance of hitting this really high bar for craftsmanship and elegance of code and keeping everything, um, you know, moving forward in that direction while also having backward compatibility. And it's this balancing act that's so delicate. And it's such a cool thing to see that we have this alpha testing team that's in our community that really helps out with that. I mean, it's a it's a very interesting process, and it's one that, you know, it, I guess it's kind of a little bit under the covers inside the rock community because it's not uh, it's a little quieter, but it's so crucial and essential to getting everything right so that when we hit beta testing, we're we're looking at all kinds of different things rather than you know the system level of things. Right, it, as much as possible, we love for alpha testing to go as deep as our beta testers do, but beta testers tend to have like their real environments um, running rock and or their entire a copy of their entire normal rock right. system is on the beta. So yeah, if you're a power user and you think, hey, I could do that, you know, drop me a line and I'll see and get you uh, signed up to be an alpha tester. Yeah, it does require a good commitment of time and it skill. Does. Yeah. And I think there's this tension too between wanting to innovate and add and change at the same time, don't break anything and don't change anything. <laughs> it's difficult to, to navigate, but it, it, it's a tension that has to be there. I mean, we definitely want to keep changing and innovating, but we definitely don't want to be you know, dragging community developers, plugin developers, and in and, and the end, you know, the end customer seeing that these, these breaking changes. So we, we're very passionate about that. Um, and it gets, you have to be kind of creative sometimes. <laughs> Because we're also passionate about just the quality of the code that makes sure it's elegant and and simple and easy to maintain. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a challenge. Like sometimes you think things are, are would be so easy and it's just going to work that way, and then you find out deep, deep, deep under like the .NET even covers that. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, um, and then you kind of live in their world, and you're like, oh, that makes sense. I can see the tension that they're having to manage too. Oh, yeah. Um, all I can say is nothing's easy, um, but we're committed to make sure that we limit the number of breaking changes. And when we do make a breaking change, it has to be like well thought out and uh, leading to a long-term improvement uh, direction for the product. Yeah, and, and hopefully also scope. Like it's not going to impact that many right. things. It's part of the equation. Right. Right, and the scope naturally is so much greater than let's say you've been working on a development project that one or two churches is a part of. You can pivot so quickly that way, but when you have many churches with different levels of technical ability and different things built out on what you've created, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, and someday we should do a podcast just on the personas that we have written up because we are always talking about um, these fake, fictitious people and looking at the features and our decisions through their eyes and our training through their eyes and our documentation through their eyes. Like we do nothing with our own mind in, in you know, in, in, in the criteria. We're always thinking about somebody else, these fictitious people and what will, you know, Alicia think of this. Right. And We're always trying to strip those assumptions out of things we know and think about, you know, who are the different people inside the community? What do they know? What makes this work really well for them? And it's a, a different thought process for sure. Yeah. A podcast on that would be interesting because there, be. there are some hidden secrets in, in some of our personas <laughs> that I think some people would find funny. Mm-hmm. And, it, um, you know, it's a great lesson to learn from. Like, you could take that back and start operating your own 
projects and church that way. Oh, good point. Yeah. And should, really. Yeah. Every Everybody has a target audience, whether you have defined them or not. Um, it's way better if you're intentional and have defined your target audience. Who are you trying to reach? Right. Well, enough on that today, because yeah. that would we could launch into, like John said, a whole new podcast on that topic. But um, the next thing we're talking about, so that's that's where we are currently. Where are we going? What's upcoming in our next version? And and there's been a lot of talk about one particular feature set. I think John, you can give us some updates on that. Yeah. So we're kind of at this stage. It's always interesting as you get ready to release a major release. We're already working on nine. I mean, there's already work on nine. We have a. Uh, a code branch already that we're submitting code to for nine. We're already looking at um, some of the feature sets. So it's kind of funny, like you, you live in two worlds right now. One is being very reactive and quick to respond on issues for the 8.0, but at the same time strategically starting to get to some of these other things. And it's at this point in the project where if we are going to make some messy changes, we try to make them right now in nine because it gives us several months to operate it in our own environment behind the scenes to kind of you know, polish out some of those things. So we've already kind of made some some weird ch- changes, and then you know, refactoring them back and stuff. So it's, it's kind of a fun time in the project. It's where we get to be a little bit more creative and a little bit more dangerous because we know we have many more months to work out these things. Um, we would never make some of these changes right before release. Um, but yes, so, so version nine, we've talked about it being a little bit smaller of a release. It's really focused mainly on trying to get volunteer scheduling out. Um, and of course, there'll be some other changes that go along with that. Um, but we've been actively working. Um, I don't think we've ever put m- so much pre-thought into a feature as volunteer scheduling. So we've had several internal meetings. We've done several um, releases out to GitHub with all of our ideas and, and mock-ups. And, um, Collecting yeah. feedback from mm-hmm. the community. Yeah, so again, we've never had this much input. And I think it's good because it's leading us to a good direction that said, I mean, this is a feature you could basically make a whole company around, and some people <laughs> have, or yes. started their company around. Um, it's an important feature. It's a feature we want to get right. It's a feature we want to do well in Rock, but it's not what Rock is about. It's not the center of Rock. It's a feature bolt-on for Rock, um, and I think we just need to have that level of expectation. Because again, we could we could literally start up a whole dev team that all they do is add features to this thing and automate this thing and and um, and, and there's not a short supply of ideas and feature requests for True. this yeah. system. And you know, most of it's good. There's a, there's a few ideas. It's like I understand what you're saying, but based on the requirements, there's no way a computer could read the mind to determine how to do that. <laughs> you know, so so then we need to keep like working it down, asking why, why, why do you want that to get down to the root? Because usually when you get to the root, then you can kind of figure out how to how to plan it. Um, but you know, for the most part, there's just a lot of good ideas, and we're going to try to get as many of those good ideas into the version one of this feature as we can. Um, but also, I think there needs to be a, a balance too that we don't want Rock to be a volunteer scheduling system. We want it to have uh, be a, a relationship management system that can also schedule volunteers. Um, but that said, I think when we went into this feature, we were thinking a very simple feature. We've already like blown that out. Like it's it's probably four times bigger than we thought. We were initially were going to do, and I think all those decisions were good and valid. Um, but we're kind of going through that. So if you are interested in looking at that, go out to our, our GitHub repository, look in the issues. It's kind of weird to have something in in the issues list that's not really an issue. It's it's more of a, a collaborative discussion. Um, discussion, yeah. yeah. But that's what 
that's what issues in GitHub are really for. It's more than just like a bug report. It's sometimes just to talk about a feature and just search for volunteer scheduling. You'll see it, and you can kind of read through that. Um, but we're we'll actively start development on that in probably the next week. Yeah, and we've already started dissecting uh, into components and starting to understand the scope of it, lining up people who are going to start working on it. Yeah, the blueprints are done. Yeah. The permits. There and we just need to like break ground at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a good analogy. But I think because we've done so much pre work, this this feature from a development perspective should be done at a good clip, and we shouldn't have as many issues on the backside because we've preloaded a lot of planning and a lot of decision making. Um, now there is a lot of other things that we're thinking about trying to you know put in the V nine that that we're um, also working on because you can only have so many developers working on a project at once. Um, Development's kind of like some project management axioms. Like one of them is if if you want to have a baby and in four months you can't add you know another uh, woman. You, at a certain point, you can't add people to project to yeah. speed it up. So uh, that's the same thing with this one. So while some of our, our devs are working on that, the other devs will be working on some other features for V nine. Um, and I would uh, kind of transition maybe into the next topic. If you want to know more about those plans. We will be talking um, about that at our conference, RX 2018, coming up in August. Um, and I would highly recommend that you come, not only to see um, and understand about where Rock is going, we'll be talking about that, but also to see what's been done. I think if you look back at what we've done as a community in the last 12 months, you'd be blown away, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not only from the development perspective, but in terms of the projects that have been done, in terms of how people are using the product. Um, I keep seeing these projects, and it's just, it's blowing me away. And those are going to be shared at RX 2018. There's over 60 sessions. We are doing a very small portion of those. A lot of those are going to be from the community sharing what they're doing, and you're going to get a lot of aha moments of stuff that you could do probably all the way back in version four. But now you're seeing the recipe and the practical use of that, and you're like, that's brilliant. Um, so you're going to get so much knowledge um, from your peers. But we also have a lot of guest speakers who also are going to blow you away. I'm so excited about hearing from some of them. Um, you know, we have someone who's going to be talking about uh, personality tests, and you're going to get some hints of where we're going with that. And you're going to be able to talk to them. They're going to be available there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be able to you know, tell you about where we're going, but then also you'll be able to, to work with them on your own. Um, and that's just one. We're going to talk about Wi-Fi presence. There's going to be tons of technology. And Emily's worked on getting some really good speakers in terms of communication and marketing uh, that you'll be able to learn a lot with. You know, Some of it won't be super detailed about rock, but these are best practices that you should be doing in your communications and then following it up with how do you do that then in rock? Um, there'll be some great um, sessions on data, uh, we have an expert coming from uh, the BI perspective, sharing their experiences at some of the biggest churches in America, and then what they're doing from a consulting uh, basis. So you'll be able to learn that. I mean, there's just so much content. Every day I'm on the phone or emailing or slacking with people, and I'm like, I'm always pushing the conference. And it's not because you know we want to increase our numbers, but I'm like, this, there's content here. You, you need to get this content. You have to be there. And then you throw on top of that the icing, which is meeting people, building relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's you, you need to go. You're going to learn so much in two days. 
Right. And also, one person cannot take this conference in by themselves. Yeah, it no is going to be overwhelming. I, if I have a fear about the conference, <clears throat> it might be that there's too much stuff. Yeah, FOMO. I already have the fear of missing out on sessions. That's what I've heard from the community, too. They're looking at things going, I don't know how to pick between these three tracks. I want all the things at the same time. And the best thing I can tell them is bring your team. Yeah. Um, because you'll you'll want to not only bring your team so you can hit the different tracks, but then when you get back home, you want to have blocked out some time for a debrief with your team so that you can unpack all the stuff that you've learned and figure out a game plan, a game plan. Right. And then you may want to have some time where you talk to your leadership about, Hey, here's some stuff we learned and, and we need to start incorporating this. We need to work on that. You're going to come away with the stuff that's going to help you set your goals for the next year. And, you know, honestly, it'll help you stop reinventing the wheel on some projects you're working on now because other people are sharing their recipes. You can get your answers you need right there and then see some directions on things you might really want to focus on going forward. Right. And we heard feedback last time that, you know, more sessions. We want to hear right. more tracks. And honestly, I think we might have <laughs> You got it. We always take we your feedback you. <laughs> and we always revamp this event based on what community needs are. And we we'll always ask, raise the bar. We like, do. We raised the bar high on this one. We the, pushed it way up. The there. days of small rock conference are, are sadly behind us. Yeah. And even the production quality, I'm like, I'm blown away with some of the the production things that we're going to be able to do that I'm, I'm excited. Yes. If you've been to a previous rock conference, um, this is, this is kind of going to blow you away when you get there. I think when you see it, if you've not been to a rock conference, um, this is going to be the, the best event you could come to that we've ever had. Right. And we call it an, a rock experience intentionally. We want you to, one of the things about the, the, the conference, we want you to experience rock too. See, we're, we're going to try out some new technologies there, which I'm a little nervous about because every time we try something <laughs> a little new, you're, you're always wondering in front of you know right. 500 people. <laughs> that's always a little nervous. Um, so there's a few things I'm really uh, nervous about, um, but you'll be able to see it, try it, kind of like an expo. You can yes. kind of see all this stuff. And one little hint: last year um, we kind of had to choose between some of the technology that we were able to show you and having a really cool check-in experience uh, just because of the resourcing that we had at the time. So we've made strides in check-in. That's just a little hint. I won't say anything else. Yeah. But every year we, we go in with you know 20 things we want to show off, and then right. by the time we, we do have to bring it down. Right. So there's even some stuff that we already have planned for 2019. That That's true. So... Yes, so uh, keeping that budget in for your staff is good. And remember that you need more people this year than you had last year. So if you've registered just yourself, go pull up the schedule, which is online. Uh, it's sortable. It's really nice. You can filter by things and see the different tracks. And just determine whether or not you think you're going to be able to take that in by yourself or whether you need to get somebody else registered for that. Again, it's August 20th and 21st. Uh, do not travel on the 20th. Do not travel on the 21st. You're going to miss the good stuff if you do that. Travel on the 19th and the 22nd. And then use your evenings to connect with the community and the partners who are there because you'll, you won't regret that. That's a great investment. And it is at Southeast Christian. I mean, that's a, that's a church you should visit. You should. That's right. I mean, they've innovated so many things in the past, now, in the future. I mean, it's a church I've always wanted to go visit. And for some reason, in like 13 years in the church world, it's just one I've never gotten to. So I'm excited to finally get to take it in and hear all, see first, for, firsthand the stories that I've heard I've heard about for right. the last like 10 years. And it's a lot of work for their teams, too, to, yeah. to host this event. So this is a, 
This is a big deal. There's some home home rock pride because they were one of the original, That's you right. know, uh, helpers. And I remember Chris Page at a, a, a Church IT uh, network conference, you know, telling everybody, "That's a project we all ought to get behind, guys." And and Tom Powers has been in in our community forever, oh, forever. Yes. Yeah, and we love those guys. Yep. yep. So this is a really exciting experience for us. Um, and you know, one reason that I really love the conference, and actually this podcast too, but in the conference we have more time and can go deeper, is because there are a lot of things that to the community, the, there's not a lot of visibility into what the core team's doing, just because we don't have a lot of time. We do our best to keep things transparent and open, but the amount of time it takes to say, you know, this little thing's going on or that little thing's going on, we kind of look like, I think, the duck floating on the water, right? And we're heading in a general direction and people are like, what's taking so long? Get a move on, duck, right? So that's what we look like in a a lot of cases, but um, we're furiously paddling under the surface, so that's what is not visible. We give it out a little bit in the podcast, but at the conference, you'll see all these things that have been done because we're paddling as fast as we can. So we're really taking this from the the um, shore cam, right, where you're checking the duck out on the shore cam across the lake and going up close and underwater with the underwater camera. And so you'll see what's going on. This is the chance to do that. Yeah, and I, I really think, like that event. I think we take your analogy and just take that duck, douse it in gasoline and light it on fire. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like most of the time, like we're like blazing fire, running across the water, and yeah, that's how I feel. I guess that's uh, that's true. Um, but the external perspective, I think, sometimes can be like, boy, that duck's just floating out there. The duck's going somewhere really fast, and, and sometimes it's, it's on fire. Why is it smoking? <laughs> Interesting. Roasted duck. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Now I'm hungry. We should have roast duck at the event. We should not. Um, so that kind of leads into another topic, which is our team is always furiously paddling. And you may have seen some announcements about some staff hires recently. We've had quite a few of them come out back to back. Some of these we've been working on for months and known about, and it's just the timing lined up to be sort of all together. Um, some of them have just been a natural progression of what was going on um, and it does not indicate a lack of furious paddling. Um, we're still furiously paddling, even with everyone here, even if they were onboarded super quickly, which you know, for the most part is going really, really well. It's just that there is still so much work to do. The community is growing so fast, and I'm not sure our team will ever actually keep pace with that growth. We're always kind of lagging, um, but we had to move up and forward and make some adjustments in that this year or... Um, it just would have been impossible. The duck would have blown up. Yeah, and I think you're going to see some of that in the uh, metrics that we show at the conference. Yes, that's yes. going to be clear. Like it's going to be amazing the success that the community has achieved in the yes. last year. And our team is still quite small for what is expected of us. Um, so definitely, that's another reason to go to the conference. You'll get to see and hear what's going on. Yep. Sorry, I keep bringing that back. The duck. Oh, the conference. The conference. Yeah. You can't bring the conference up too much. If you're not going, you should be going. Um, it's too long to go. This community is going too fast. The technology is coming in too quickly to go 24 months before you come back to the rock conference. Yeah. It, as some people ask me, you know, how do I know what to budget for? Always budget for the rock conference. Always. You won't regret it. Uh, we hear a lot of feedback from a lot of churches. We've never, ever 
heard that someone regretted coming or the number of people they brought. We have heard I didn't bring enough people, and um, we have heard I really wish I had gone. Um, one other event that a lot of people ask about is our master class. We hold a master class here at the Spark Development Network headquarters about three times a year. And they're limited in size. Um, they're led by the core team. We have a lot of really um, great uh, inside information. We have a curriculum that has been developed with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. It's kept up to date with everything that's going on and is extremely valuable in getting the most out of your rock experience. Um, so I wonder why you would go into rock as a, a new organization and not send someone to be trained at a core team masterclass. It seems like you're kind of setting yourselves up for a, a, a painful start. Um, and we have another one coming up here in September. The dates are the 18th through the 20th in Arizona. Um, it's an excellent thing to send your database administrators to, the people who have to be really deep in rock. We usually have between one and three people from an organization that will come to a masterclass, and that seems to be a really good fit for most organizations. Um, but take a look. It's online, rockrms.com slash masterclass. The registration is there. Um, the information is there. We're always happy to answer questions about it. Um, our class of alum is really growing, and you can see the benefit to that in the Slack community. So not only are you doing a major benefit to yourself and your church, but um, the whole community benefits as we kind of elevate the level of education and insight into how Rock works. So you should come to that too. I think we have exhausted the updates for today. I'm exhausted. You're also on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I am. I think this duck analogy might live on. I think it might. Somebody grab a bucket. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Just reminds me, I don't know how I get this in my head. I'm like, if people could live in my head, they'd probably be scared <laughs> to, to death. But it reminds me of like a Whitney Houston song, This Duck is on Fire. <laughs> we have a new theme song. Can we have you walk in at the conference to that song? You know, she, you know how in like the movie she like, or one of the, her her. She just starts with that, like yeah. power ballad. Like, yeah. yeah, is that this how duck is on fire? We need to consider reconsider the opening to our conference. Yeah, if anybody has singing skills, please email Emily at. Oh, I thought you were going to be doing it. Nah, I don't know if they have the Whitney thing going. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I hope I don't have the Whitney thing going on. Not today, anyway. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I just don't know if I have that diva in me. We are so far behind the scenes now. We've got to cut this off before we get scary. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining us again for another Rockcast podcast. Today's show was produced by Emily Foreman. Nick was our recording engineer who turned the dials and pushed the buttons. Jim Michael handled all the audio post-production mixing. In our amazing show notes, which you can find at rockrms.com slash connect, were transcribed and written up by Michael Garrison.
This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com/sponsors.